Welcome, Supers, back to another Tank Tales Shark Tank interview. I have the Magic Five that was here on season 13 episode. Oh, no, I think it was episode four. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was episode four. Uh, and they uh, they reached out to to come on the show, the Super Joe Part of the show, and give an interview. And I'm happy to to uh, oblige and, and talk about the Shark Tank um, their Shark Tank experience and all that. So I have here, I need some super claps in, well, wherever you're sitting right now. If you're on the bus, if you're, you're mowing the lawn, stop and give some super claps to Super Rosmus Barfred. Did I get it right? It was, um, it was very close, actually. It was. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. How do I pronounce it? It's, um, it's Rasmus. Barfred. Rasmus. Rasmus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so I, and I and I particularly wanted to butcher the name because apparently I said it wrong in the video which thanks for being able to look the other way on that I'm, I'm pretty good at butchering people's names on the regular um fresh cuts daily and uh, you know so for me um when I'm listening to it I'm listening at it at a at a slightly sped up pace uh it's like 1.1x and it's also the audio is a little manipulated so like when they said it i sounded like uh, i sounded like i think mark if i remember correctly brought it sounded like mark said ross and i was like oh it said like uh rasmus ras rash rasmus rasmus yeah rasmus i need to put a z there because i saw you need to remember the s's yeah yes no worries i've I've ordered enough coffees at Starbucks to not really think too much about it anymore. And but I'm actually at the point where I just put in my wife's name Maria because that's pretty easy. Uh, they do look funny at me, but makes it easier. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I mean, so and so it goes, right? I mean, that's I think a lot of people have this issue, um, and I think it's more. It's you know, it's weird how we've gone from. Um, like the 1930s, 20s, 30s, where it was like everybody wants to have this like the same kind of name, you know, this I don't want to say bland name, but very vanilla name. To now, everybody's got to have a different name and a different way of saying it, and you want people to be able to find you on Google so you, or your kids on Google at some point. So it's like you got to have the most unique name, and yeah. and then everybody says it wrong forever and always because it's not bill or jill or, or maria yeah. or joe <laughs> yeah true i i think uh, unfortunately i can't even say that it's a unique name in back in denmark it's it's very very common name it's just oh. a very danish name um so it's uh but but uh yeah it's my parents didn't have a lot of international expectations on my behalf so they just gave me oh. a very danish name i think <laughs> Oh, that's that's funny. But you, so you are in America. Where where are you located now? Well, right now I'm I'm in Charlotte, uh, where we have Charlotte, North Carolina, where North we Carolina, have yeah. production. Um, but I live in I live up in Brooklyn. Um, so oh wow! When when we made the move, my <clears throat> my my co-founder Bo, uh, he moved to Charlotte, uh, and he's the product guy and the tech guy. So that's why we have production down here. Um, and my wife was like, well, if, if we're moving, then we go to New York. I was like, okay, then we go to New York. So that's why I'm up in, up in Brooklyn. Uh, yeah. Ah, cool, cool. Well, I'm yeah. not too far. I'm just down 95, the turnpike, uh, as they say, uh-huh. uh, here, here in uh, South Jersey, Philadelphia area. So, uh, not too far though. I, I haven't actually been to Brooklyn. I've been to Manhattan 
tons and tons and tons of times, mm. but not. Yeah. But uh, I think maybe I've only driven through Brooklyn like one time, and it wasn't on purpose. It was. Yeah. I think I think we got rerouted because of the. Uh, uh, oh, what's it called? The 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 uh, New York Marathon, um, and we went somewhere. I think in the, I think uh, uh, I forget. We went to some museum, and I forget which museum it was. And it might have been in Brooklyn, but it might have been the Bronx. I think it was in Brooklyn, though. And and yeah, I think that's like the only time I've ever been in Brooklyn. Mm, yeah, but next time I'm up that way, I will I will uh, have to come, reach out and let you know. Come by, and I'll give you. I'll, I'll buy a, a beer or coffee or something like that. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, let's talk about uh, the business pre-Shark Tank. How did you? Mm. How did Shark Tank come into the picture for you guys? Um, well, they we obviously knew about Shark Tank, right? We have a Danish uh, equivalent of the show uh, back home. So, and we knew that it came from, uh, from, from Shark Tank, got inspired by that. So it was something that was on our radar. Um, but, uh, but then in, uh, I would say late May, early June, uh, there were actually some producers on Shark Tank that reached out to us and somehow they knew about the product and the company and they encouraged us to apply. Um, and, uh, and then it was like, okay, hundred percent, we're going to do it. Right. Um, and then we were lucky to make it through the, the last screening rounds, um, and, uh, got. Uh, got accepted uh, to come to uh, to LA and do go on the show, do the recording. Um, so it happened. It was uh, we, we started this process. Yeah, I remember it as being late late May. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Wow, wow. I mean, that's. Um, it, it, I think it, it, and and I've heard this story a couple of times from, from from a few other people that have been on Shark Tank where they didn't apply. Actually, I don't know if I've interviewed anybody yet that has applied to be on the show. I think every person I've interviewed so far, uh, you know, got reached out to. I think I could be mistaken, but um, I think it, it it goes to show you though that you never know who's paying attention, right, and who's mm-hmm. watching, who's looking. And why you need to be, you know, bring your A game all of the time as or as much as you possibly can, uh, yeah. because you just don't know who's who's surfing the web, who's looking for something to write an article about, who, who's looking for somebody to star in, a, you know, be on a, a pitch in Shark Tank or or whatever, you know, um, the next doc, the next big documentary thing. You just you just don't know. Mm. Yeah. So was that was that did that feel like? Um, did that feel like validation for you guys because they they reached out or at this point because you guys um what was it 2019 you started or 2018 you started it was um we actually did our kickstarter back in late late 17 uh oh, but, okay but 18 was kind of the first full year of operations um but yeah it was um uh it was a great validation point that someone who is behind the scenes in shark tank felt that hey this would be that this would be an interesting match. Um, so, so that was, um, uh, that was, that was great. And again, as I said, it, it made the decision very easy to, to spend time and energy on, on doing the applications. It not, it's not just like flick of a button, uh, on, on a website. It's, 
uh, it's quite extensive. I've heard say. it's like 600 pages yeah. or something insane. <laughs> I don't know if it was 600, but there was a lot of pages and there was a lot of things to go through, which makes total sense. It, they need to verify that it's quality stuff that they get on the show. Um, uh, and we needed to submit like videos where we where they could see how it would be uh, on the TV and, and stuff like that. Um, but it uh, it was... When, when they approached us, it was, okay, we definitely need to do this. Um, how do you go about, how did you guys go about fitting that into your, your daily routine of running the business? Because, like, I, I obviously I haven't been on Shark Tank hmm. yet. Uh, but at some point, you know, it, there's it, everyone I've talked to, it, it seems like it's an extensive process that if you really take it seriously, you really need to like watch as much of the show as you possibly can. But then you still got to craft a pitch. You still got to uh, make it, you know, go through it a thousand times so you know it in your sleep. And yeah. and like that can, to me, that seems like it would be very derailing to your day-to-day operations. How did you guys yeah. uh, fit that in? Um, I think we are in a lucky position where our company has, uh, we, we are around 20 employees. Um, mm. So we, we, everything is not dependent on, on me, Bo, the other guy who was on the show, or, or Nicholas, our third co-founder, who is an equally big part of the company, who just couldn't be on because he was back in Denmark. So COVID didn't really allow that to happen. Um, so we've been able to... Uh, to get extra help from our team members to be honest uh, but i can imagine that if we had been if, if it had been back in 2018 it well it, it takes up a lot of bandwidth uh, and focus uh, to prepare for that and yeah a lot of energy um but again it, i think it's actually it's it's also a it's a good process as a founder to really be pressured to deliver a pitch that is so concise that it will work and be captivating on 60, 90 seconds on television. Uh, when you're pitching in front of investors, it normally it's the dynamic can, might be a little bit different. Not that we have done it so much uh, with this company, but um, sometimes you can have a bit more time or it's not that um, in the tank. It's if you mess it up, you really mess it up. And you have no. Everybody, everybody's going to see it. Yeah, <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't the twenty people in the room or a hundred people in the room. It's exactly. Yeah, it's and a few it, million. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you have one go, and as soon as the door opens, you have one go, and you're done when the sharks ask you to leave, right? And no retakes. Um, so it was. Uh, it it required a lot more preparation, I think, uh, but it helps you uh, tune in on what are the key metrics and what is important and um, for your business and what is important to communicate. Uh, so you get, you get forced to, to cut away a lot of fluff and yeah, which I think is healthy for everyone. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, it, it, it is right. Um, because I mean, there is due diligence after the fact as well. Right. So it's not mm-hmm. just, you know, showing yeah. up, get the handshake and then like, okay, collect your check on the way out the door and we'll, we'll, we'll be, you know, we'll, our people will call your people and, and it's yeah. all good. But, yeah. um, so let, all right. So let's, let's fast forward. So you're, you got prepared. When did you, when did you go into film? Was it in June, July? Late July. Late, Late July. July. Yeah. And did, um, obviously, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, I, obviously you guys don't know if your pitch is actually going to make it to air or not, no. which, uh, is to me is is incredibly 
I don't want to say frustrating, but like daunting because you don't mm-hmm. know, do I ramp up? Do I not ramp up? Do I wait until, yeah. cause like it could air in like May or, or April of yeah. next year, you know, almost a year after you filmed. Yeah. And, and that was, um, I think that's a challenge for everyone. It was a really big challenge for us because it is a made to measure product and, um, and made by order. Right. So we, for us, it's not just ramping, uh, the inventory side of it, but it's also ramping up the actual operation to handle a potential spike in sale at a point in time, right? Um, mm-hmm. So we actually, as soon as we knew that we went into film, we we uh, we started to prepare our inventory for it. With all the logistics issues right now, we we decided to uh, to build up inventory um, and then just say, okay, if we end up not being aired and going going on, then we can use that inventory for Black Friday or for later, or we'll have it for next year, right? Um, yeah. There's no expiration date on our product, which is a benefit. Mm. So we just, um, yeah, we, we just ramped up. And then we have an amazing team that were like, yes, we're all hands on deck. We'll come. We'll do 16 hours uh, shifts if it's needed. Uh, so we uh, uh, we have been able to follow up with the demand that we've seen since Friday. Um, and everything is in a good place. So that's that's wonderful. Um, ding, ding. I love it. I love <laughs> thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, um, team, team is so important. I mean, I, I think that a lot of people don't, like, underestimate the importance of having mm-hmm. a team that they can trust, uh, a, tre- a team that's, high, that's trained, you know, yep. and that is trustworthy, uh, through mm. through changes as things because that's the other thing is like you know especially as a young company your process mm. is probably changing maybe not on the on the daily but probably every couple of weeks to every couple of months there's mm. you know new things that are being introduced new problems arise and and things you know new processes have to be rolled out and have a team that you can uh you know depend on to be like hey like all hands on deck we're getting 16 hours you know, it's, it's whatever, like we're going to make it work and, and get through this. Like that is yeah. a team to go to battle with for sure. Exactly. And, and we are super lucky to have that team. Uh, we really are. They all have that growth mindset that is really required. And um, I've had uh, corporate jobs in the past and it's, it's just a fundamentally different animal to handle uh, and, and work with. Right. Um, so it is, it's, uh, you can be very, very talented, but it's very few people that have that have that growth mindset and that really want to go for it. I think we are, we are super lucky that a lot of our employees are, are former athletes, uh, professional triathletes, professional swimmers. Uh, so, and they, they all understand the process of development and growth that you don't become uh, as, uh, as Kendall or some of our other swimmers on the team, national team swimmers. Uh, if you don't grind, don't work hard, it's, there's like no shortcuts, right? Um, and it's all about uh, focusing on the next target, getting through that, and then continue. Um, and yeah, so I think it. Some things are easier for us because our employees all have that uh, have that mindset. Yeah. Mm. And that's and that and that you know that's a testament to you guys for finding those right people, right, and treating those people right so that they want to be there and they believe in the product and they believe in the you know what you're trying to accomplish. And um, 
and and in the customer base, right? And that it's it 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 makes a difference when people have a better experience swimming, they will swim more, they will be healthier, they will you know it has a repercussion. Uh, There is like a a ripple effect, even with something as some people might not realize, like goggles. Like, oh, well, it's just it's just I can can buy goggles at the dollar store, you know, and then throw goggles on. Like, sure. But, you know, or is that going to give you a great experience where you stay in the pool longer, lose, you know, you know, fueling a few more calories out the out the Mm. window, you know, out the window and like making something happen? No, probably not. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And I think that is. From a vision point of view, it's. Um, um, I think one of the benefits of what we're doing is that it's a very clearly defined thing that we're trying to achieve and, and working on right now. We're not trying to build uh, the next Facebook or really take over the entire world. Uh, we want to make sure that the guys that like to swim, that they get a better swimming experience. It's pretty simple. Right? <laughs> and we all like, in our team, we all like to swim. And every day when, when we are gathered here in Charlotte, it's like, okay, when do we have our hour in the pool, right? Today, it's going to be late because we are doing things in the production office. Yesterday, half the team went out 11 a.m. and had an hour in the water, right? Uh, we really like to swim. That's what we. That's why we came up with the idea, and that's why we want to um, work on getting this product out, right? Um, and we believe that we can give a better swimming experience to those guys who compete at a national level, but also someone like my mom who swim once per week for 40 minutes and she might call me after this but i think she mainly does it to go to the sauna afterwards and talk with her friends girlfriends right um but she still needs goggles right and why don't give her a bit of swimming experience while she's in the water and make sure that she doesn't have big red rings around her eyes afterwards so it's um uh, we all care about that and want to um and want to give people better experience swimming experience that's how simple it is so you said something there um, that stuck out, and I, I, I'm curious if the if it's the startup mentality, or mm. or I guess new generation of business mentality versus a European take on business. We we went out and we all swam, you know, at eleven o'clock. Uh, we're all going out and we're go, we're going to go swimming. Is that yeah. is, do you do you attribute that more to just like? Knowing your team, knowing that you're a startup and that you want to keep like a like oh we have a, we have a ping pong table in our in our break room kind of you know mm, yeah. thing versus a, a European take where you know I mean obviously Europeans take way longer vacate more vacations and longer vacations than we do here in America to a fault really mm. uh, on our part uh, here in America and. Um, is that would you what what would you attribute that that um that mindset of like let's all go swimming at eleven o'clock in the morning? I I don't know if it's American versus European versus Danish, um, but we think that our employees make better decisions and uh, and work more efficiently, and those two things are highly correlated or highly uh, connected, right? If they take care of themselves. Uh, and I think that's how simple it is, right? Um, and um, it gives everyone in our team, we're used to being active. And uh, guys that do triathlon, they train a lot of hours, right? Um, but um, I think there is, a uh, without being too philosophical and, and too deep on that, um, I think a, a world with more sport 
and where people are active and have a healthy mind and healthy body, I think that's a better world. And I think it's also better employees. Yeah, that's how simple it is, right? Um, it doesn't mean that you can't work hard and we don't pressure each other. We, we certainly do. But uh, I think yesterday is a great example of that where half the team goes out for, for a quick swim in the middle of the day, but they stayed in the production until 11 p.m. at night, right? So one doesn't have to... It, because you swim in the middle of the day doesn't mean that you're lazy. It just means that you prioritize to take that time for yourself, right? Um so yeah, I think that's that's really our view on it. Um, I I mean I think it's a it's a it's a better take on it than the um like those videos. I don't know if you have ever seen those videos where they're like, okay, we're gonna do yoga at the desk, and like and all these people in like cubicles stand up at their cubicles and they're all doing yoga at their in their little cubicles uh, yeah. from like the eighties and and early nineties, yeah. uh, or not yoga, but like uh, calisthenics or, or or something to that effect. Just getting up out of your seat. Um, but no, there's a lot to be said there for that, and I think the um, the 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 pressure that you mentioned. I mean, I think that just comes naturally from a from people that are in sports. You know, like you're. On, I mean, I personally have never been on a swim team, but I've been on other teams, and you know, there's a camaraderie that comes with the pressure that we push each other to do better and and things of that nature. And I think having that. Uh, you know, I, I think the key word word here is culture, and mm. and I think that you guys sound like you're uh, really crushing it there as far as keeping everybody, um, putting the right people in the right place with the right culture, and and making it so that everybody can uh, can succeed at a at a great rate. Mm. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think I think our job is easier because most of our guys have the we really enjoy being active, right? where uh, in that way we have a pretty homogeneous workforce or, mm. or team. Um, so that makes it easier to point at one thing where everyone is like, yes, let's go swim. That would be great, right? Uh, it probably wouldn't be the case if you were in any other company. Um, but, um, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I love it. Speaking of swim, you yeah. got to swim into the shark tank. So talk <clears throat> talk to me about how you were feeling as you're, you know, walking down the aisle, uh, standing there with people staring at you, uh, yeah. and and go go for, we'll go from there. Um, it was very crazy. It really was. It was way bigger than I had expected. Um, I don't know what I think I had expected, like a studio, and then one of the back studios was Shark Tank, and they did the news uh, in the other room. But it was a completely different animal. It was in the Sony production village, big hangar, tons of people on set. I don't know how many, but a lot. Um, and it was just like this checkpoint, that checkpoint. And it was a very, very streamlined and professional process. Um, we really felt that they took care of us. They tried to put us up for success. They had, uh, that was our feeling all the way through the process. Um, um, and then standing in front of the doors and waiting for the doors to open go down the aisle it was um the um not the nerves but the excitement was really building right um so i think it was um we were we were wowed by it we really were um yeah and yeah 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 i think that it's it's, it's it was just overwhelming uh to be honest um, i i can imagine i mean the set that they're on 
is is big. It's bigger than it used to be. They've expanded it, like seats up in like some kind of like loft thing. That's like, does anybody sit up there? I don't even. Is it just for the? I don't know if it's just for the look or whatever. But it's just it. it mm. You know, it, it, it's when you, now when you watch other um, when you watch other Shark Tanks from other countries, they all feel. Like like so small in comparison. Even just watching, see, you know, I'm going back and watching season three, uh, and watching, you know, they're all sitting on top of each other, mm. and and it just seems like a very, sm- it seems like a much smaller room versus like the grand scale of the set that they've built for the show yeah. that's there now. And I don't, I, I mean, I think even once the the pandemic subsides, like they might put the chairs a little bit closer, but I feel like it, it. It pretty much is the way it probably will be going forward because of the mm. it, it gives such a, a grand scale of what the show is. Yeah, I think actually on the set it was uh, when we were in there and started the pitch and it was going back and forth. Uh, that was that was that felt comfortable. It was actually nice to have a little bit of distance and you could like navigate between the sharks and. Um, I didn't have the feeling that there were any like spectators or anything uh, on top. If there are any like seat rows and everything, uh, um, I I don't think there was. Um, so I think the the atmosphere, uh, the this the studio in itself felt really good. Um, mm. It was more all the backstage things that were felt like being on a film set. That was, and that was overwhelming, but in a positive way. But really, like wow, this is. This is a big production. Uh, this is really something. Uh, it yeah. it is. How long how long was your pitch uh, when you were out there on the floor? Do you so recall? We, I think we pitched. I think the pitch was like sixty to ninety seconds. Uh, the 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 pre scripted one. Oh no, I meant like uh, your whole like. Were you uh, out there for an okay. hour or forty five minutes or an hour fi- and a half? Fifty or fifty five minutes. Fifty five. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that was it. Um, but um, yeah. But it was a it was a crazy experience to go through it, and when we were done with the pitch, and they started to laugh about the valuation, and and then trying to take it on from there. Um, but it went so quick; it was like right back to the uh, uh, to the study days or the school days when you had a big exam. It was just it was super super intensive, and your head was spinning and looking around and try to digest and synthesize whatever came in. Um, and then suddenly it was over. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So obviously the, the sharks like, uh, you know, all started going in at it. Um, and, but I, I think the thing that I'm most curious about is how did you not mention the robotics end of it till like what seemed like forever into the pitch? So we actually, uh, I think that's much how they have edited it. Um, because mm. what happened right after the the pit our sixty second pitch and uh, right after the ask uh, robot laughs and Dave's like whoa that's deep um, uh, we we anticipated that that would be the reaction right so we had uh, we had goggles on that tables uh, mm-hmm. in front of them and we had two different pairs uh, where they where it's where it was very visible what is custom with the product and why they're different to normal goggles. So I jumped in right after the pitch and walked them through in detail what is different with this goggle versus 
normal one-size-fits-all goggles. And that uh, uh, really quickly got them to the, um, okay, there's a lot of technology involved. They use robotics. They, uh, the core competence of this company is the, is the software and the technology side. And the result of it is this, the goggles. But uh, the core of, of this is actually the, the technology uh, behind it. Um, so I think that was more the, the way the show was edited. Uh, we, uh, we had that okay. discussion uh, pretty quickly. Um, and then when that was kind of established that, okay, there's a big tech component, then we dived into the goggles, dived into the product, how we made it, how we came up with the idea. That so they, they put it. that first and that, yes, yes they did like, a, okay. Yeah, I mean, exactly. that's one of the things, you know, being, I mean, being an editor myself, like, you know, telling the story, you figure out like what what's the story, and then you figure out how to work backwards from that to yeah. to tell that story. <clears throat> um, yeah. And and yeah, exactly. so sometimes it does come out like, oh, how the heck did it take this long to come up with like the th- like the thing that makes the valuation you know make sense? Which yeah. uh, your valuation was five hundred thousand for two point five percent, which you know, I, I, so I mean, some people it, it depends. There's a lot of factors that go into figuring that out. My question to mm. you is, is how did you guys come up with that number? Because I know Shark Tank do- apparently doesn't offer any uh, help in that department. No, I think that was uh, that was the number that uh, us as co-founders uh, were comfortable with going in there. Um, it was a number that we um, uh, uh, that we can justify. Uh, we think from a uh, when we look at the business that we have right now with swimming goggles, the traction, uh, the performance of that business, but then also looking into uh, what do we think that business will look like uh, in the future, our position in the swimming goggle market. Uh, um, and then, of course, factoring in the technology component to it, right? Um, yeah. But, but I think that discussion is... <clears throat> um, that's a discussion that has no clear answers to it, right? And there's no ultimate truth like any other valuation of a tech company um, when you talk about future potential. Um, so, so I think it was about finding a number that we were confident with and that we um, uh, that we believed in. If we if we had a number that we were not comfortable with, then we wouldn't have been able to have the right discussions uh, in the tank with the sharks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You don't want to. Um, you wouldn't want to price it too low, especially depending on how much you've already invested into getting to where you're at, mm. and and if you yeah. have investors that have already <clears throat> bought in. I mean, obviously mm. the sharks get some kind of discount, but you know, mm. it's still uh, you have to you have to weigh in all those factors, and um, it's it's definitely it's definitely tricky um, to figure to figure out because I think a lot of times people also get like hung up on uh you know wanting a big number but not wanting to give up a whole lot of percentage for that number when they might not quite justify to for yeah. that you know percentage that they're looking to get that percentage mm. the percentage might make sense but the money doesn't make sense and that's where you know yeah. it, it's like oh well I, I how do i not give up 50 percent of my business for that amount of money that i have to walk out here uh walk out of here with um yeah. Definitely, definitely tricky. So, 
So you get a deal uh, mm-hmm. in in the tank, and that deal, uh, you know, it kind of came. What seemed rapid fire probably was a bit longer than you know than it actually took, you know, on the airing of the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, but another shark came in on the deal. Are you able to talk about that at all? Yeah, 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 yeah. We can, we can. Um, okay, so so go so, go ahead then. <laughs> okay, so um, so if I should just recap what like what happened on the show and our experience of that is that um, uh, that we talk a lot about the product, the goggles with the shark, uh, the market, uh, the kind of audience uh, that goes that that we are targeting, like that recreational swimmer up to the to the top swimmers, um, and then after I would say ten minutes. Uh, Mark Cuban puts in his the first offer, so he's the first guy uh, who, who puts down an offer. And then I would say it's a little bit difficult to be honest to remember the exact timing because it was I, that's so why, intense on the show. That's why right? I wasn't trying to break it down. I mean, I have yeah. it here written down in my notes for anybody uh, who okay. watches my show. I, I do have a notepad, yeah. um, but yeah. I don't write. It's not always like one, two, three, four. I, maybe I should start doing it like that. But yeah. um, I mean, I ke- Kevin offered a deal, right? Yes. Uh, Kevin, and, Kevin and the guest shark Nira uh, went together and offered a deal that was five hundred k for seven point five percent mix of debt financing and equity. Um, so that's a, right. Oh a, yeah, a, I have that a, a royalty deal, right? Five five hundred thousand um, with three dollar royalty, which I yeah. I thought was, uh, you know, uh, if you had no other offers and you really wanted to work with them, it's not the end of the world. But three dollars uh, when your cost of uh, did you? Ha- yeah, yeah. You had a twenty-four dollar cost plus twenty-four dollar cost of acquisition, which mm. obviously that's going to go down. Uh, being on Shark yeah. Tank, but that could also be skewed because Shark Tank's not for. I mean, it does re-air, but it's not forever and always. Yeah. I, I think what um, um, uh, it was an offer that we didn't feel competitive, right? Because the the rate that we would pay that offer back with gave an effective interest that was just way too high compared to what we were interested in. Uh, they were surely competitive on the equity amount that they got down to in the end, but we're just not interested in that type of deal. Um, um, but but I think we, our experience on a, at a high level uh, was that, that offers came on the table from, from all the sharks uh, within 20, 25 minutes, and then the, the show kind of changed uh, atmosphere where... Uh, or the experience changed a bit where the sharks started going after each other and not so much challenging us on the business and the potential um, uh, and talking about which of the sharks would be the best shark for us in terms of the uh, the current business we have and the technology. So who could help us on both parts, right? Um, who could help us reach more swimmers and who could help us with the technology down the line? Um, and, and then at the end... Um, uh, we've, I think we've gotten two offers from all except for Lori, I think, if I don't remember. Well, it was Robert and Lori. I, yeah. I have it written down that for like a short period of time, they were in on a deal and then Robert yes. cut her yes. out. Yeah, exactly. And then at the, then, then Mark actually says, Hey guys, you've gotten offers from everyone. Uh, uh, they didn't give us a break, but they would give us that situation where we could discuss internally or come up with a count offer. We hadn't made any count offer at this point in time. We'd just mm-hmm. been quiet um, and let them talk. Um, 
and then we um, then then we were about to leave the, the tank, and then Robert uh, comes forward with his offer, and um, and really like, hey, I don't want to let this go. Oh, 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 this is this is my offer, right? Um, and then Bo and I looked at each other. We we didn't even remember that we exchanged any words, but it was just like that's a win-win deal. Like he was one of our favorite sharks coming in. Um, so we accepted that deal uh, on the spot. Um, uh, and, and that felt felt really, really good. Um, then after the airing, um, Mark Cuban, or not after the airing, but after the show, uh, Mark Cuban approached Robert and suggested that they should split it. Um, so the situation is that, that we have both Mark and Robert on the deal the same deal so they've just split the uh five so they they share the one million five hundred each and then they get half the equity uh it was so, a 6.5 percent equity if i'm if i yeah. wrote it down correctly yeah yes yes so 3.25 for each of them for 500 um and to for us we went into the shack with with robert and mark as our favorite ones uh, uh where we thought that they that that they would be the best sharks for us. Um, mm-hmm. So leaving the shark with a deal with those two guys was, um, yeah, was was amazing. Um, I would say we also got really good feedback from the rest of the sharks, uh, both Mr. Wonderful, Laurie. I think they had some great perspectives, really, really good perspectives. Um, we were also very impressed with Nira, the guest shark. Uh, he, um, uh, we had researched him a bit before we went into the show. Uh, but he, uh, yeah, he really came off uh, in a really, really good way, um, and and we were super impressed with him too. Uh, I, yeah, I, I I got a uh, I got the the humble opinion of him. Uh, he he seems very very uh, down to earth and and wanting yes. to like actively help people rather than just uh, there for the you know for to have a good time and and the pres- the prestige I guess is would be the term. Yeah, uh, to put it to put it that way, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, so I, at the end of the day, I mean, you only gave up one extra percent, <laughs> which is absolute, like, you know, for all the things going back. And Mark's original offer was five hundred thousand for seven point five percent. So, congratulations on beating Mark Cuban uh, yeah. at his own game. That and and congratulations to Robert for beating everybody at the you know at their own yeah. game as well uh especially mark's game uh as well um that that is awesome so you came off the show and uh y- i mean you guys felt um how, how did you you feel when you got out of the tank there so, uh, just overly excited um it really was uh did this just happen right uh we had prepared for all sorts of scenarios when we went into the show Going out of that with that experience in the pocket was just, whoa, that was amazing. And I think that was a uh, that was a different type of validation point that we had ex- uh, than what we have experienced so far. We haven't spent a lot of time and energy on investors and such. We've been very fortunate that we've had some support around us from the early days from friends that were able to help us for the first years. And then uh, 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 the other investor we have was a customer that reached out to us uh, and was like, hey, I really love the product. I don't want to do this, but if you need any help, let me know. Um, so it was it was an amazing experience to be pitching in front of professional investors for really the first time 
and then all of them being so excited about what we have built. Um, that was that was like wow, that was really really amazing. Um, yeah, so I think we were just um, yeah, it felt too good to be true. To be honest, uh, yeah. No, I I love it. I love it. So um, so it looked like you guys had a, a fun lunch part lunch launch party there. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess was that at your your office at your uh, at your shop? It was actually at a place right on the other side of the street for the office. Um, <laughs> we uh, we are so busy, uh, or we we anticipated to be really busy after, and we hoped for it, and we are. So which is great, and super grateful for that. Um, but we wanted to to have it uh, separate from our office. Our office with the robots and the machinery we have is quite high tech, so it's not. Uh, we can show people and we want to, we want to show people, but it's not the type of production setup where you want people to uh, fiddle with it and uh, be too. You don't want, you're saying you don't need drunk people uh, like hanging off of it or doing things that, you know, if it's under supervised is, is going to potentially happen. Yeah. I don't blame you. Exactly. Yeah. I uh, don't blame you. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) yeah. So we, we had it right on, on the other side of the street, it's this. It's a great area of shout out. There's some breweries, so we just rented an event space, um, and they were super kind to us as well. And we had uh, we're working with the local uh, uh, school here, Queens University. Uh, so their triathlon team, a lot of the guys from from the school were here. We had employees from that team, interns, uh, and the employees plus ones, uh, and then just um, a bit of press and. Yeah, stakeholders. So we were around seventy five hundred people, and that was it was an amazing way to celebrate it. Uh, yeah. That's that's awesome. That that is awesome. And and I know the the swimming community is super uh, tight knit. Uh, and 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 so that I, I somebody was saying that there was parties in other parts of the world uh, to watch parties for this. Yeah, we is that, was have, that true? Yeah, that you know. We, um, there's some back in Denmark uh, that was celebrated, but that was honest that that's families, right? Um, but we have some club partnerships with like triathlon clubs and swim clubs, um, where we we partner up with them and work with them in more yeah uh, in more partnership manner. Um, and some of those clubs had uh, had viewing parties uh, where the team members saw it after practice or something. That was amazing. That, was, uh, that was, is. Was yeah, I I love it. So, yeah. uh, have you been able to get to work with Robert and Mark yet, or are you guys still hammering out details? Uh, we're still hammering out details, but they uh, they have been very very helpful. Soup. They only seem like they have the very best interest, and you know they're just like, hey, uh, this is going to be massive. How can we help? Uh, let us know what you have done to prepare and come up with feedback and input. And yeah, so uh, super good experience so far. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, I've heard uh, Dino Don. If you haven't watched that interview, you should totally go. Uh, maybe I'll link that one at the end of this video. But uh, he uh, he said he like he's like, oh, I send Mark emails at like four or five in the morning, and he gets back to me in like less than ten yeah. minutes with replies. Yeah. And it's like, wow, like what, like it, you know, I I almost wonder if it's the opposite effect. Like people, like you get to a certain point, it's like nobody emails me, nobody emails me. You get to a point where it's like 
everybody starts emailing you but then you get to this point of like next level like bigness that like people don't email you or send you mm-hmm. as emails as often because they're like well i don't want to bother and like obviously he's busy yeah. and meanwhile he's just sitting there like twiddling his thumbs at like 4 30 in the morning while waiting for i don't know his toast to you know to, to be made or something yeah i think um um i got a uh, a really really good advice from uh from from our previous or our earlier uh investor or she's still the investor um if you need help ask busy people right? yes and i think it's so true and i've only heard good things about mark in that that regard uh, and uh from his team I've, that's only what i've experienced so far that's yeah. awesome that's awesome i've heard that same yeah. That same saying, but for lazy people. I think Mark might have been the one that said, "Ask a lazy person because they'll figure out how to do it in the least amount of steps and get it done." And get it done. Yeah. Okay. That's rather. Another way to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's a difference between lazy and procrastinating. Procrastinating, yeah. we'll put it off to tomorrow. But a lazy person that's, would just be like, "All right, how do I just get this like the fewest steps and get it done?" Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh man. Well, it's it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here, Rasmus. Uh, I should say Super Rasmus. I hope I'm saying I'm saying that right. Am I saying it right, yeah, Rasmus? No, it's good. It's, okay. it's super. It's really, really good. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. Awesome. 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 Well, thank you so much for being here. Is there any um, – uh, uh, how can everybody get in touch with you? Um, I think the best way is, uh, is our Instagram account and on our website. Um, and uh, go check out the product. Go check out the company. Uh, I think that's the best place. Um, I think um, any questions for me, uh, comment section on the video, maybe. Yeah, right? yeah, it would be uh, great. I'll be, I responded to the other video, so I know where to find it. Um, so I think that's, uh, that could be a good, uh, a, a good place to start. Yes, yes, absolutely. Comment down below uh, with anything, you know, any questions that you have, and uh, I'll be there. I'm always there for the most. Though I will say the comments section has been getting a little out of control as far as the amount of comments because the channel is growing very rapidly. Um, yeah. And I can see why other YouTubers that are much bigger than me you know, aren't as responsive to their comments because – it just gets it just starts to grow like take on a life of its own and it's like as much as i want to be there and be like oh yeah yeah yeah," like answering this question answering that question appreciating everybody that's there um it you know it it, it, i i could see i can already see where like there's a horizon of like yeah i don't know if i'm I'm gonna have to like set 15 minutes a day and like those are the 15 minutes that i get to to knock out as many comments as i possibly can um but yeah please comment down below and uh and uh yeah um uh rasmus is there any last uh thoughts you'd like to share before we before we wrap up here um no i encourage everyone to swim and get the best possible swimming experience by uh, trying some of these guys out (laughs) i i know i will be because the ones i have they're not bad but once you wear them for yeah, you know, like the ones I have, I got off Amazon. They had like highly re- reviewed, but like if I wear them for more than maybe forty minutes, like the my face feels like it's getting sucked off. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I need the ones you, that look like uh, I'm I'm at the try, winter, uh, yeah, summer Olympics. <laughs> try try this, and then for a month, and go back to your old goggles, and you'll be like, what? 
what has happened to me? Yeah. So. And it's so it's so important because I'm trying to teach two little ones how to swim. So, you know, I, I, I pretty much have to keep them on or else I'm getting splashed in the face and, and all this stuff. So um, long-term goggle wearing is something that I, I need. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Super Rasmus, thank you again for coming. It is absolutely a pleasure. You're welcome back anytime. Congratulations uh, to you and your team. And I'll, uh, I'll I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you. And thank okay. you for watching this video. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you here. I appreciate you watching. And I'll see you over in uh, one of these videos over here. Take care.